0: Hello, and welcome to Dear Perry and Menopause. I'm your host, Jo Dodd. I'm an author, speaker, and coach, and also, at the moment, working a full-time job in corporate America. Yes, I'm here to show you that you can do it all. Just because you're in or entering midlife and possibly dealing with the sneaky, snarky sisters, Perry and Menopause, doesn't mean you have to put your life on hold. Why not come with me on this journey where we will learn, laugh, and lead our way together, Let's change the paradigms and release the stigmas associated with perimenopause and menopause. Let's chat with experts, share our stories, create our manifestos, and figure out a way to menoshine because no one should have to pause. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Dear Perry and Menopause. I'm Jo Dodd and yes, I'm absolutely terrified to record this episode. In fact, I have sat for at least 45 minutes recording, deleting, recording, deleting as I navigate my way through doing this first solo episode. Um, I'm actually sitting in my closet because I had all the equipment set up downstairs in my lovely office. Ready to go. And then my neighbor started doing some work on his deck, and it's very noisy. (laughs) And my boys are home from school, and the dog is barking. So, the best place I have found is sitting here in my closet with my iPhone, and I'm just going to get on with it. I'm making myself do this. It's going to happen today because, quite frankly, I've procrastinated, and tomorrow is the day that my podcast is actually launching. So, (laughs) I've recorded several episodes where I'm interviewing other people and I feel far more comfortable doing that. But the one where I'm just doing the solo get to know me has been the one, of course, that I have procrastinated on. So here I am in my closet the day before the podcast launches going, oh, shit, I really have to get this done. <laughs> um, so this won't be too long, hopefully it won't be too waffly although it probably will because i tend to have a, a way of getting uh, lost in various rabbit holes as i'm talking um but i really wanted to just give this episode today as a explanation of why i'm doing this who i am a little bit about my story and what you can expect in coming episodes so I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm originally from England. Um, I came over to the States in my early 20s. I was an intern and I was supposed to go back after a year and finish my degree in in England. And I didn't. I met a man who is now my husband and has been my husband for nearly 27 years. But I met a man. I got pregnant. I got married. Yes, in that order. And in my early 20s was suddenly launched into this world of, oh shit, I'm <laughs> a mum and I'm married and have no money and I'm miles away from my family. And this was all before really even email, um, before definitely before cell phones, before any type of easy way of communicating other than letter writing. So that was where my journey over here in the States really started and to be honest I threw myself into improving my life day after day after day as much as I could and I really pushed myself so we came from nothing I had no idea what I was doing as a mum no idea what I was doing as a wife and I had a job and I just threw myself into that job I threw myself into every area I could to just make things better. And in the process, absolutely depleted myself. But I didn't allow myself to stop and really address what was going on. And so roll forward 20 plus years, and I was quite a mess. <laughs> um, and it wasn't for me until 2020 hit, and I was furloughed from my job, that I really began to analyse what the hell had just happened for <laughs> the past 20 odd years. And yes, there were many, many happy moments. I'm not going to say I led, led this life of misery because I didn't. I had had some really, really happy years. My husband and I have been on this roller coaster and we've definitely had some very low lows, but we've also had some really high highs. And we have four sons. So I'm a, a mum to four. And there have been some fantastic times being a mum to those four. They're, I've got the most amazing, yes, I'm biased, but I've got the most amazing boys, young men. Two of them are, are now adults um, and two are, you know, one's 13 and one's 10, 11. Gosh, she's going to kill me for saying 10. Um, and I just, I've had some really wonderful times, but also it was in 2020 that I was forced to stop. And it was in that moment that I realised oh shit, I'm quite a mess. (laughs) But it was the greatest gift I've ever had because I was forced to stop from my job. There was nothing for me to do. I really didn't even know how to relax. And that was when I decided, okay, now's my time to really go inward and really figure out what it is that's been going on and what it is that I want to do with my life. And so I... I had spent years and years and years climbing the corporate ladder and to a point loved my job more so because I loved the people I was working with. And I, and I, at the point of being furloughed, was leading a small learning and development team. And I really loved my team and was really happy in that role. But what I wasn't happy w- with was the many hours I was working and the stress that was in my life because of the many hours that I was working, and trying to balance being a mum to, you know, adult children as well as younger children, it's really difficult, there was a lot that was going on. And I wasn't taking care of myself. I, in fact, had done a really good job of not taking care of myself, always putting myself to the bottom of the list. In fact, I was very rarely even on the list. And, So it was in that time in 2020, when there was literally nothing going on, because the world came to a stop, that I was able to see, gosh, I've got some work to do with myself. And so I'll share more in other episodes about specific things that I did. But I started taking loads of courses, self-development courses, reading tons of books. I took a coaching course, I got my coaching um, certification, and i just allowed myself i think that word is really key i allowed myself to dream and to imagine a life that was different a life that wasn't full of stress and worry and pain a life where i didn't have to put on a happy face and pretend that everything was okay because quite frankly that had been that was what i was doing i i people in my family didn't know quite how depressed i was People at work certainly didn't know. And so I really dove into what feels good, what feels good for me. And what came out of that was writing. And I'd always knew, known, sorry, knew. (laughs) Now I'm not going to go back and edit that. I've re-recorded this too many times. I'd always known that writing was something that brought me joy And so I just, the floodgates opened and I just started writing and all these stories came to me and I thought, you know what, I'm going to publish these stories. So that's what I did. I, in the past two years, I've published four books, self-published. Three of them are children's books that I, two of them I wrote with two of my younger sons and probably the book I'm the most proud of thus far is my one of a kind picture book for mums called Dear Mama Bear with the Fucked Up Hair, (laughs) which tells pretty much my story. It's an authentic, dark, poignant, sometimes funny account of motherhood. And really, that's, that's me in a nutshell is I think I do have the ability to take a topic that's really difficult and hard to talk about, and shed some light on it in a way that you can walk away feeling that we addressed the topic, but we also had a laugh because that's how I have to deal with things. I can't, and and it's not toxic positivity. It's far from that. Um, Toxic positivity is when you're pretending that everything's fine, which is what I was doing for so many years. What I'm doing now is addressing what doesn't feel good, leaning into it, feeling all the feelings, and then going, oh, what makes me feel a little bit better? Having a good laugh at something or dancing in my kitchen or going outside for a walk. I've, I've now been able to build up sort of this toolkit of all these things that work for me when I'm feeling, when I'm feeling low. And so when furlough ended, um, I, it was a six month furlough that I was on. I'd done all this work digging in I'd started doing meditations and breath work and sound baths and all these things that sound really woo woo that I was definitely before before fellow would have really thought oh my god you're losing your mind but I really fell in love with these things that made me feel better and when it came to going back to work I just couldn't do it because there was this feeling of that anxiety and that stress starting to bubble up and I just couldn't put myself back in that in that world. And so I left, and I started my own business. I called it Joe Topia, um, and I started out on this journey, really, of becoming an author and a coach and a speaker. And I, I quite honestly, I didn't really have this this good vision of where I wanted to go. I was quite wishy washy and got carried away in different areas. Um, and I think, looking back, tried to do far too much, far too quickly, which has also been a pattern for me <laughs> over the years um but i did I did do a lot i I published like i said, I published four books, I launched my coaching career so i have I have some clients that I work with that that I absolutely love working with, and I love seeing the light bulb go off that's one of my biggest things that I love to to help people get to is that realization of this can be better and I can do this and then watching them go and do it is is really it's a wonderful feeling so I I was you know working in Jotopia launching my books and at the same time to be very honest it was pretty stressful because I had gone from being the breadwinner of the family to now having to hustle to make ends meet and at the same time I was dealing with some situations in our family that I'm not going to get into in any detail because it's not my story to tell. But one of my sons had some really significant mental health issues. And quite frankly, last year it it crushed me. And I didn't know how to come out of it. I didn't know how to cope with being a mum running my own business, dealing with my own anxiety, and my own issues that were going on, which I now know a lot of them were perimenopause, but I had no idea at the time. And so after making this big announcement that, oh, I stepped away from a a corporate position, I stepped away from the corporate world and I launched my own business and blah, blah, blah. Last year, I took a step and I'm saying in air quotes back because I, I, formed a contract with my former company and started work back in the L&D world really because I needed a little bit more normality and I needed that steady paycheck coming in because I was in a place where I couldn't see straight, let alone think straight. And so I did that and then things actually got a little bit worse in the situation with my son And so then that's brought me to today where I'm actually back full time working in the corporate environment. But what I'm not doing is I'm not leading a team. I'm not climbing the corporate ladder anymore. I've made it very clear the team I'm a part of, I love the work I'm doing, I'm very excited about. And at the same time, I've let my company know, and it's the same company, I I adore them, I've let them know, hey, this podcast is really important to me. My books are really important to me. I'm writing more. I'm going to be publishing more. I want to be able to do both. And my goal is that over time, the podcast, the books, the coaching will grow. And eventually I'll be able to retire from the corporate world and fully live in my coaching, writing, speaking business. But I'm telling all of this, this long-winded story to let you know that more than anything, we can beat ourselves up, right? I could could and I did, in a way, look back and go, oh God, now I've taken this massive step back. Now I'm back in the corporate world. I'll just give up. Don't do that. Just find ways to make it work for you. And so for me, instead of saying "I, I am back in the corporate world and I have this side hustle... That Those two words, side hustle, do not feel good to me because hustle doesn't sound good. Hustle to me is stress. It's, ugh, it's all this anxiety that bubbles up with the word hustle. <clears throat> and so I'm saying that I'm enjoying my work in the corporate world. I have my boundaries. I have made them clear and I'm making them work. It's not like I have these solid boundaries where I'm being... You know, a certain way, and saying no, I will not do this. It's more like, let's work together. Here's what I would like to get out of this, and and do the best I can for the company. And here's what I expect in in return. And then, at the same time, allow my books, my coaching, my podcast to flow. And so, it's not a side hustle; it's a side flow that I'm running here. And really. The reason I'm doing this podcast, because to be honest, I had actually thought about doing a podcast around my mama bear book. So I was going to do a podcast sharing stories of, you know, mums who are very inspirational because they've been through various things in their life. And I was about to launch that. And I didn't because quite frankly, I was scared. (laughs) But I'm glad I didn't because quite honestly, I think this is the topic that I need to be talking about because this is the journey I'm on at the moment. So I had no clue what perimenopause was. And I had only a limited knowledge of what menopause actually was, because no one talks about it. And I know recently, we've seen a lot more coming up in the news and the media, and and lots more people are talking about it, which is fantastic. But, you know, I'm, I'll am be 50 this year. In my early 40s never heard of perimenopause and yet I started having all these symptoms and now looking back it's so clear that they were perimenopause but I had no idea and neither did the doctors that I went to have any clue and so I was being treated separately for all these different things to the point where I was driving myself bonkers. And it really didn't help with my it. I I already had a certain level of depression and anxiety bubbling away from, quite frankly, the story I've just shared, you know, getting married and being a mum in my early 20s and pushing myself <laughs> to climb the corporate ladder. That obviously brought a huge amount of anxiety and depression that I was doing a really good job of hiding. But when I hit my 40s, something changed. And it actually became really hard just to function. And I thought that there was something really wrong with me because I couldn't function anymore. And now it makes me emotional to talk about because I really did think, what the hell's going on? I'm losing my mind. I can't cope. In situations where I'd been able to cope before, I just suddenly couldn't cope. I couldn't find the right words. I couldn't focus at work i I struggled so much um, and nobody could tell me what was going on because well a i didn't I didn't talk about the fact that I couldn't cope. I went and talked about the the physical symptoms I was having, so the main ones that I was getting was really heavy bleeding, my periods were really irregular but really, really heavy extreme fatigue I was so tired I still am I, that's one that I still have because I'm so tired all the time and pain in my joints so in my fingers in particular I would wake up at night with really sharp pains in my in my knuckles Um. and another one was frequent urination that I still I still get and I'm still trying to find <laughs> resolve for that but this constant need to pee all the time, and it feels like I can't fully empty my bladder. Things like that—that that, I and and ringing in my ears, and definitely the weight gain around my stomach. I've got the me- meno belly that wobbles like jelly. There'll be a poem about that. <laughs> um, but those were the main ones that came up for me: the the brain fog, the heavy periods, the extreme fatigue, pain in my joints, weight gain ringing in my ears, anxiety to the point where I just felt like I couldn't cope anymore. Had I known that this was perimenopause, I could have done something about it earlier. And so that's why I want to share my story because I want to shine a light for anyone else who might be like me, completely unaware of what perimenopause even is. And like I said, I'm not an expert. I I really, I'm not coming to you with advice of do this, do this, do that. I'm sharing my story so that it might shine a light for you to go, oh, let me look into this and let me find something that might work for me to help alleviate some of these symptoms. Um, And so really I did, I, in my early forties, I went to several different doctors and got treated separately for several different things. one of those things for the heavy periods I had an ablation done and I don't know i i it, when I'm doing some interviews upcoming in the upcoming podcast, I'm going to ask some you know as we bring on special specialized doctors, I can't wait to ask this question of having that ablation what did that do did it Did it make things worse? Did it make things better? It certainly obviously alleviated the symptoms for me of heavy bleeding but it didn't do anything else so I don't know if that hurt or hindered me it probably it probably helped because it helped with that actual symptom but did I really need to have that procedure done is is I guess the question that I have and obviously I can't change it I had it done so I, there's no point in lamenting that but again, sharing this story for someone to to say, you know what, look into all of the symptoms you're having and go to a doctor who is, is versed in perimenopause and menopause. And there are starting to be more doctors that we can find here in the States um, that are starting to be able to, you know, to, to talk about it, which is, which is good news. Um, but for me, I I personally can't take medication, so I can't take HRT because I had a blood clot in my leg um, in my 30s. And so I've been told, I, you know, being on any type of hormone medication is a big no-go for me because I also do, I, I do have a clotting disorder. So I can't go on HRT. But again, that's no reason for me to give up and go, well, then this is just going to be miserable. For me, that was my biggest realization is that I've been, and I'll keep saying the words, struggling, and I was announcing to myself that I'm struggling with being tired all the time, having, you know, um, really dark thoughts, being anxious, being depressed, I'm gaining weight, all the all this negative stuff was bubbling up for me. And it's been really eye opening to say, you know what, it starts with me. And it starts with the way I talk to myself and my mindset of how I'm going to get through this. So I'm on this journey. It's the beginning of the year-ish. I know we're almost at the end of February, so (laughs) I'm turning 50 in September. And I'm using this podcast in a way to hold myself accountable because what I don't want to happen is for me to continue on this journey of just feeling shitty and not doing anything about it. I want to be able to take small changes... In various things I'm doing and start to see the differences and feel better and and share that so that I can feel good about myself and I can also show other people that this can work and you can get through this and I think I'm a I'm a good example because I'm in that phase I'm in that vicious cycle where I feel exhausted all of the time I'm always tired I wake up tired I sleep I actually sleep really well. That's one of the another symptom of perimenopause and menopause is is sleepless nights. I don't struggle from that. <laughs> That's the one I don't get. I sleep very well, but I'm always tired, and it's been worse. It suddenly started in my early forties, um, and so my hope is that as I start to integrate various things into my daily routine. That I'll be able to show like, gosh, this actually feels better when I do this. And of course, it's not its not linear. It's not going to continuously get better every day. There are going to be days that are amazing. There'll be days that will be completely shit. But I'm going to share all of it because I want to show that when you set your mind to something, you can achieve it. And I've done that over the past two years. It's something I'm really proud of. I have published these books. I've started my coaching business I've done so much, and yet I still beat myself up in the areas where I haven't done things and that's got to change and I know I'm not the only person that does that, and so that's another reason i'm 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 running this podcast is to just say let's let's just let's just push that to the side that's all bullshit. We can do whatever we put our minds to, so let's just do it let's learn together. About perimenopause and menopause. Let's laugh. You've got to have some levity. Hence the poems. That's why I'm writing these Dear Peri and Menopause poems, because my God, these sisters are absolute bitches who <laughs> just make our lives miserable. So let's have a bit of a laugh about it. And let's lead our way together through this journey and show other women that it is possible to shine our way through this. That's why I've created MennoShine, because I I refuse to pause. I refuse to be miserable for the next however long it's going to take for me to get through menopause. I'm still in perimenopause. I'm still getting my period on a pretty regular basis, actually. So I've still got some years to go, probably, um, until menopause actually hits. And I refuse. To keep feeling like this, I refuse to keep gaining weight, keep feeling like shit, keep, you know, all of these symptoms. They're just going to get progressively worse unless I say enough is enough and find a way to shine my way through it. And so I'm creating Menno Shine and I'll be able to sh- share more about it in upcoming podcasts. I, at, at, in the, in the, first few iterations of it I'm doing it for free so join now I would highly recommend that you join the group now let me know if you want to to join the group I haven't kicked it off yet but what I'm going to be doing is is using a you know my coaching skills to work through what is it that we want so where do you want to be you know at various points in your journey with with menopause and you don't have to be in perimenopause or menopause to start this journey we know that we're going to you know hit it at some point in our lives right so why not if you're in your late 30s or early 40s and haven't seen a symptom yet why not set your manifesto yes we're going to create our own manifestos of how you're going to make your way through this in a way where you don't have to pause and in fact you can shine and so I'm going to have this this course that I'm working on and I really want your input to make it the best course possible i want other women to go through it with me and let's design it and then i'll launch it later in the year as an official course but for now i'm offering it for free because i want to be able to run some ideas by you and show you the workbook that i'm creating and the exercises and and i was going to say work but it's not work it's all in a it's inner work of of how you're going to Just adjust your mindset and set your goals and hold yourself accountable or find an accountability buddy and make changes in your life that allow you to shine. Be the best version of you. This midlife journey does not have to be miserable. I'm determined to hit 50, feeling better than I've ever felt in my entire life. And yeah, I'm getting really emotional saying that because I've lived for so many years playing small, allowing the imposter syndrome voices to just fill my head and say, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. What, what are you thinking? And I'm here to say enough of that. You know that there are things that you want to do in your life. And I'm sure if you're like me, there are so many reasons why you shouldn't or can't or won't do those things. But enough is enough. If you're in this even if you're just beginning this midlife journey why not set some big bold goals and go for them and and a big bold goal might be like me just to be able to wake up and feel energized because I cannot stand any more to wake up and feel that I need to sleep for another 30 minutes I know it's going to take some effort I know it's going to take some work on my part to get to that but I am holding myself accountable that i want this more than anything to feel better i want to shine brighter than i've ever shone before i want to have this life and if i'm going to do it it's going to take some work and so i'm going to be sharing that journey in various podcasts over the next few months My hope is I'll get better at this. I know if you've made it through, what, we're nearly at 30 minutes now. If you've made it through listening to this, I thank you. Um, Bear with me. I'll get better at this. I want more than anything to just form a community of women who lift each other up. I'm done with being around women who speak behind each other's backs and are jealous and don't want to see each other succeed. I've been around women like that and I've had enough and I'm not doing that anymore. And I have some amazing friends who've been lifelong friends who are the opposite of that. They they we all cheer each other on, we're excited for each other when things are going well and we're there for each other when things are really bad. And I want more of that. And that's what I want in this community is as we're all going through this journey is to find a way To talk about the hard things. And yeah, there'll be some episodes that are maybe really hard to listen to or triggering or, you know, just difficult, but we'll find our way to talk about them and we'll educate ourselves. So we're going to learn and we're going to laugh because we have to be able to laugh, right? For me, that's bringing levity to a situation. Like I did with my Mama Bear book, talking about depression is really fucking difficult. But when you can bring a little bit of levity and laugh at yourself, it actually makes things an awful lot better. So my promise to you is that I'm going to keep this journey authentic. I'm not going to hide the hard stuff. I'll tell you when things are rough. And I'm sure in the early days as I'm making some changes, I've I've got, you know, some things I'm going to be talking about that I'm doing in my life to make changes to make my perimenopause and menopause journey better they're not all going to be easy some of them are going to be really difficult for me to integrate into my life but I promise I'm going to be authentic I'm not going to sugarcoat things I'm not going to tell you I've done something when I haven't um in fact I'll be telling you when I haven't done things and and it's a way to keep myself accountable um so I promise to be authentic and I promise to be consistent Whether I like it or not, I'm going to show up and I'm going to talk into my phone (laughs) and I'm going to do these episodes and we'll see where they go. Because I just have this feeling that this is needed. This type of conversation is needed and not so much from experts telling us all the time, do this, do this, do this. I think it's needed to have this conversation where you can find your own way and you can be supported by other women going through similar journeys. And we're all finding our own way and we're all supporting each other so i think i'll leave it at that i think i've waffled on long enough um i'd love to hear from you i'd love to hear what you think about this podcast maybe not this actual episode because <laughs> i'm sure it's been all over the place but what you think in general about the thought of this podcast and the thought of Menno Shine? I'd love to hear if you'd like to be a part of the the early program just to help me design this course. And I'd love to hear what questions you have and also your stories. I've already done some interviews with a couple of women who wanted to share their stories, and I'm calling them Menno Chats, because I think it's really important that we hear from each other of what we've been through or what we're going through and what works for us. Because, again, we're going to inspire other women you look at their own journeys and figure out what works for them so I'd love this to be a two-way street I'd love to hear back from you tell me what questions you have tell me what um, you'd like to hear me talk about recommend an expert that I reach out to at the moment I'm really I'm doing a lot of research and, and reaching out to various people to come on the podcast and my hope is it's just going to continue to grow and that by the end of the year we'll have a really solid community of women who lift each other up and learn, laugh and lead our way through this. So thanks for listening and I will talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave me a rating and review and don't forget to subscribe. It helps so much. Also, drop me a line. Let me know which symptom of perimenopause or menopause that you'd like me to write a poem about. If I pick yours, you'll get a little treat. Until next time, have a fabulous day and remember to meno shine your way through this because no one should have to pause.